Welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season five, episode 22, called Swan Song. I so love th- this episode. This is like my very favorite episode of the whole series. This and um, fan fiction, I think, are tied. But this one is like serious, and fan fiction is like a funny one. So I think, I, I don't know if this is like necessarily my favorite. It might be. Is it my favorite episode? It might be, it's for sure in like the top three. I like this one. I like um, French Mistake a lot. Um, Oh, I like Changing Channels. I think that one's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. I think those are probably like my top three. Yeah. But. All right. Well, this is the season finale. So it starts out with uh, The Road So Far playing Carry On My Wayward Son, which gave me chills, and then I totally cried a little bit, which (laughs) surprised me. Oh my gosh. Okay, and we should totally mention, so for the people that don't know, so Supernatural apparently was only written to be um, uh, seasons one through five, so five was where it was supposed to end, but then they got picked up again, so then they continued it, but like... Season, so this was supposed to be like the finale of the finales. Exactly. Yeah. It's so. like a, it's like it finishes the whole arc. It's like a five season arc. Yeah. That they did. So, okay. So we start out in a GM car factory. We hear Chuck's voice narrating. He says, on April 21st, 1967, the hundred millionth GM vehicle rolled off the line at the plant in Janesville, a blue two door caprice. There was a big ceremony, speeches. The lieutenant governor even showed up. Three days later, another car rolled off that same line. No one gave two craps about her, but they should have, because this 1967 Chevrolet Impala would turn out to be the most important car, no, the most important object in pretty much the whole universe. We see now that Chuck is typing this into his computer. Chuck continues, she was first owned by Sal Moriarty, an alcoholic with two ex-wives and three blocked arteries. (laughs) on on weekends he'd drive around giving bibles to the poor getting folks right for judgment day that's what he said sam and dean don't know any of this but if they did i bet they'd smile after sal died she ended up at rainbow motors a used car lot in lawrence where a young marine bought her on impulse um that is after a little advice from a friend and here we see young john winchester being persuaded by dean to buy a baby chuck continues i guess that we're um, Chuck continues, I guess that's where the story begins, and here's where it ends. So we cut to Sam drinking a beer on Baby's Hood. Dean comes up, and Sam says, hey. Dean grabs a beer out of a nearby cooler, and Sam says, Dean, what's going on? Dean says, I'm in. Sam says, in with. Dean says, the whole up with Satan thing. I'm on board. Sam says, you're going to let me say yes? Dean says, no, that's the thing. It's not on me to let you do anything. You're a grown, well, overgrown man. <laughs> if, <laughs> I mean, he is, is really. <laughs> yeah. If this is what you want, I'll back your play. Sam says, that's the last thing I thought you'd ever say. Dean says, might be. I'm not going to lie to you, though. It goes against every fiber I got. I mean, truth is, you know, watching out for you, it's kind of been my job, you know. But more than that, it's kind of who I am. You're not a kid anymore, Sam. I can't keep treating you like one. Maybe I got to grow up, too. I don't know if we got a snowball's chance, but I do know that if anybody can do it, it's you. Sam says, thank you. Dean says, if this is what you want, is this really what you want? 
Sam says, I let him out. I got to put him back in. Dean says, okay, that's it then. And they drink. And then we get our opening title sequence. So sad at the beginning. I know. It was, it was a good talk, I think. It was a good talk, but it definitely was kind of like, you know, this is, it's like a, you know, this is what's going to happen and I'm probably not going to survive it. And Dean's like, I guess I got to be okay with that because that's your yeah. choice, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we cut to Sam and Dean and Cass draining demons of their blood. <laughs> they put they put gallons of it in baby's trunk and then Dean walks up to Bobby and says, I still can't get used to you at eye level. Bobby says, so was I right? Dean says, as always, Yoda, two stunt demons inside, just like you said. Bobby says, did you get it? Dean says, yeah, all the go juice Sammy can drink. Bobby says, are you okay? Dean says, not really. What do you got? Bobby shows Dean some newspapers and says, not much. These look like omens to you. Cyclone in Florida, temperature drop in Detroit, wildfires in LA. Dean says, wait, what about Detroit? Bobby says, temps dropped about 20 degrees, but only in a five block radius of downtown Motown. Dean says, that's the one. Devil's in Detroit. Bobby says, really? As far as foreboding goes, it's a little light in the loafers. You sure? Dean says, yeah, I'm sure. So we cut to nighttime. Sam and Dean and Cass are driving in baby. Cass is sleeping in the back seat. Dean says, ah, ain't he a little angel? And he's snoring away back there. It's so cute. <laughs> he's adorable. He's I like love it. sacked out. <laughs> yep. Sam says, angels don't sleep. Dean says, Sam, I got a bad feeling about this. Sam says, well, you'd be nuts to have a good feeling about it. Dean says, you know what I mean, Detroit. He always said he'd jump your bones in Detroit. And here we are. Maybe this is him rolling out the red carpet, you know? Maybe he knows something that we don't. Sam laughs and says, Dean, I'm sure he knows a buttload we don't. <laughs> we just got to hope he doesn't know about the rings. A hey. whole buttload. <laughs> <laughs> a whole buttload. <laughs> that reminds me. I was watching this movie this one time. I think it was called Together. And it was the spoof about a boy band. It was like a parody movie about a boy band. Oh, and no. How is this reminding you of buttload, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing interviews in the movie because it was kind of set up like a documentary. Uh-huh. And um, one of the one of the report journalists asks one of the boy band guys, like, what do you hope to gain out of being in this boy band? And he goes, well, I hope to make a buttload of money. And the guy was like, what's a buttload? And the guy goes, well, I don't know about you, but one time I put $5 in my ass and I think I could put way more up there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think of when I hear the word buttload. I mean now it's probably gonna be what I think of too so thanks <laughs> I totally I totally own that movie we'll watch it sometime it is so funny okay <laughs> yeah okay so we just gotta hope that he doesn't know about the rings hey I'm on the subject there's something I gotta talk to you about this thing goes our way and I triple Indy into that box you know I'm not coming back Dean says yeah I'm aware Sam says so you gotta promise me something Dean says okay yeah anything Sam says you gotta promise not to try and bring me back Dean says, what? No, I didn't sign up for that. Your hell is going to make my tour look like Graceland. You want me to just sit by and do nothing? Sam says, once the cage is shut, you can't go poking at it, Dean. It's too risky. Dean says, no, no, as if I'm just going to let you rot in there. Sam says, yeah, you are. You don't have a choice. Dean says, you can't ask me to do this. Sam says, I'm sorry, Dean. You have to. Dean says, so then what am I supposed to do? Sam says, you go find Lisa, you pray to God she's dumb enough to take you in and have barbecues and go to football games. You go live some normal apple pie life, Dean. Pr 
promise me. So we cut to Detroit, Michigan. Bobby does some surveillance and then joins Sam and Dina Cass. Bobby says, demons, at least two dozen of them. You were right. Something's up. Dean says, more than something. He's here. I know it. Dean goes to open the trunk and Bobby says to Sam, see you around, kid. Sam says, see you around. They hug and I totally cry. <laughs> Bobby says to Sam, he gets in. You fight him tooth and nail. You understand? Keep swinging. Don't give an inch. Sam says, yes, sir. Sam walks up to Cass and holds out his hand. Sam says, take care of these guys, okay? Cass says, that's not possible. <laughs> I love Cass. <laughs> I know. Um, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, then humor me. Cass says, oh, I was supposed to lie. Uh, sure. They'll be fine. <laughs> Sam says, just stop talking. <laughs> Sam walks over to Dean, who's, um, who has opened the blood-filled trunk. Sam looks at the blood and says, you mind not watching this? So Dean walks away. We cut to Sam finishing the many gallons of blood. He closes the trunk and says, okay, let's go. Sam walks up to the house where all the demons are and yells, all right, we're here, you sons of bitches. Come and get it. Some demons come out of the front and Dean says, hey guys, is your father home? <laughs> so we cut to the demons manhandling Sam and Dean into a room where Lucifer waits. Lucy says, hey guys, so nice of you to drop in. We cut to a scene of baby. Chuck says, the Impala has all the things other cars have and a few things they don't. And we see the arsenal in baby's trunk. Chuck continues, but none of that stuff's important. This is the stuff that's important. The army man that Sam crammed into the ashtray. It's still stuck there. The Legos that Dean shoved into the vents. To this day, heat comes on and they can hear them rattle. These are the things that makes the car theirs, really theirs. We see Sam and Dean carving their initials into the car. Chuck continues, even when Dean rebuilt her from the ground up, he made sure all those little things stayed because it's the blemishes that make her beautiful. The devil doesn't know or care what kind of car the boys drive. We cut to Lucifer. He breathes on the window that he's looking out of. Ice forms on the glass. Lucy says, sorry, it's a bit chilly. Most people think I burn hot. It's actually quite the opposite. Dean says, well, I'll alert the media. Lucy says, help me understand something, guys. I mean, stomping through my front door is a tad suicidal, don't you think? Sam says, we're not here to fight you. Lucy says, no, then why are you? Sam says, I want to say yes. Lucy says, excuse me? Sam closes his eyes and with the power of his mind kills the two demons in the room. Lucy says, chock full of Ovaltine there, are we? Sam says, you heard me, yes. Lucy says, you're serious. Sam says, look, Judgment Day is a runaway train. We get it now. We just went off. Lucy says, meaning? Sam says, deal of the century. I give you a free ride, but when it's all over, I live, he lives, you bring our parents back. Lucy says, okay, can we please drop the telenovela? I know you have the ring, Sam. Sam says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Lucy <laughs> says, um, I know. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dean, that's the, that's the expression Dean has on his face is like, oh, shit, we're totally boned here. Yeah. Like, this is our one play. Yeah. Uh, Lucy says, the horseman's rings, the magic keys to my cage, ring a bell. Come on, Sam. I never lied to you. You could at least pay me the same respect. It's okay. I'm not mad. A wrestling match inside your noggin. I like the idea. Just you and me, one round, no tricks. You win, you jump in the hole. I win. Well, then I win. What do you say, Sam? A fiddle of gold against your soul says I'm better than you. Sam says to Dean, so he knows. It doesn't change anything. We don't have any other choice. Dean says, no. 
To Lucifer, Sam says, yes. There's a bright light, which Bobby and Cass can see from outside. Then when it fades, Dean is still standing while Sam is unconscious on the floor. Dean pulls out the rings, which are all stuck together, and throws them at the wall where they stick. Then he chants some Latin. The wall cracks open and a big hole appears. Sam wakes up. Dean says, Sammy. Sam says, Dean, I can feel him. Dean says, you got to go now, and he helps him up. Dean says, go now, Sammy, now. Sam goes over to the hole, but then he turns back to Dean and says, I was just messing with you. Sammy's long gone. Lucifer Latin chants, and the wall flies back together. Lucifer takes the rings off the wall and said, I told you this would help. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Lucifer takes the rings off the wall and says, I told you this would always happen in Detroit. And then Lucifer whooshes away. So we cut to Lucifer in a dark room with some people standing around. Uh, Lucy says, Sam, come on. I can feel you scratching away in there. He walks up to a mirror and says, look, I'll take the gag off, okay? You got me all wrong, kiddo. I'm not the bad guy here. Sam, in the mirror's reflection, says, I'm going to rip you apart from the inside out. Do you understand me? Lucy says, such anger, young Skywalker. How, who are you really angry with? Me or that face in the mirror? Sam says, I'm sure this is all a big joke to you, huh? Lucy says, not at all. I've been waiting for you for a long, long time. Come on, Sam. You have to admit, you can feel it, right? The exhilaration. And you know why that is? Because we're two halves made whole. M-F-E-O, literally. I didn't know what that meant, so I had to look it up. <laughs> oh, you didn't know what it meant? Ah, I didn't know. <laughs> for each other. Yeah, I felt really stupid. I asked Eric, I was like, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. And then we looked it up and felt really old. To be fair, like, I, I did look it up too. I knew, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is what this means, but I'm going to feel real stupid if it's not what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did look it up too. Okay. <laughs> Sam says, this feels pretty... Pretty damn far from good. Lucy says, I'm inside your grapefruit, Sam. You can't lie to me. I see it all. He's in his grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason, like every, because that happens a couple of times. Like they say that line a couple of times throughout the whole series. Yeah. And it cracks me up every time. Just like, ha, 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 I'm in your grapefruit. You know? <laughs> 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 uh-huh. That's funny. Um, okay, Lucy says, I see it all, how odd you always felt, how out of place in that family of yours, and why shouldn't you have? They were foster care at best. I'm your real family. Sam says, no, that's not true. Lucy says, it is, and I know you know it. All those times you ran away, you weren't running from them. You were running towards me. This doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know. I let Dean live, didn't I? I want him to live. I'll bring your folks back, too. I want you to be happy, Sam. Sam says, I don't want anything from you. Lucy says, really? Not even a little payback? Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? Lucy says, look closely. None of these little devils look familiar to you? Sam looks at the people standing around the room and says, that's Mr. Benzman, one of my grade school teachers. Lucy says, and that's your friend Doug from that time in East Lansing. And Rachel, your prom date. Like, Sam why Winchester. you gotta get the prom date involved, you know? <laughs> yep. Also, wasn't there an episode where um, they said that Dean slept with Sam's prom date on prom night? I forgot about that. That's why he hates her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. I've come full circle now. Yes. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> Lucy says, Sam Winchester, this is your life. Azazel's gang, watching you since you were a rugrat, jerking you around like a dog on a leash. I know how you feel about them. Me too. So what do you say you and I blow off a little steam? So we cut to Cass, Bobby, and Dean watching the news through a shop window on a street. A reporter says, reports are flooding in. A 7.6 earthquake in Portland, 8.1 in Boston, more in Hong Kong, Berlin, and Tehran. The USGS has no explanation, but says to expect a six-figure death toll. Cass says, it's starting. Dean says, yeah, you think, genius? Cass says, you don't have to be mean. Dean says, so what do we do now? Cass shakes his head and says, I suggest we imbibe copious quantities of alcohol. Just wait for the inevitable blast wave. Dean says, swell, thank you, Bukowski. I mean, how do we stop it? Cass says, we don't. Lucifer will meet Michael on the chosen field and the battle of Armageddon begins. Dean says, okay, well, where's this chosen field? Cass says, I don't know. Dean says, well, there's gotta be something we can do. Cass says, I'm sorry, Dean, this is over. Dean says, you listen to me, you junkless sissy. We are not giving up. Bobby, Bobby has tears in his eyes. He says, there was never much hope to begin with. Oh, which breaks my heart. I know, because Bobby's the one that's like, you idiots, don't give up. Like, come on. Like, all the time, he's like, really? Stop your whining. Move forward. And Bobby's just, like, busted. You know? Yeah. Like, just, I don't know what to do. You know? Yeah. Bobby says, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so we cut back to Samifer. Every, <laughs> demon, <laughs> every demon in the room is dead and bloody. Um, th- so like they didn't just like die by Sam killing him with their mind power. There's like fucking intestines on the floor and shit. Yeah. Like he ripped them to shreds. Yeah. They are all bloody in different areas. They're like ripped up and D-E-D dead. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They done. <laughs> kind of gross though. Pretty much. Lucy, Lucy says, so are we having fun yet? We cut to Chuck narrating again. He says, in between jobs, Sam and Dean would sometimes get a day, sometimes a week if they were lucky. They'd pass the time lining their pockets. Sam used to insist on honest work, but now he hustles pool like his brother. They could go anywhere and do anything. They drove a thousand miles for an Aussie show, two days for a Jayhawks game. And when it was clear, they'd park her in the middle of nowhere, sit on the hood and watch the stars for hours without saying a word. It never occurred to them that sure, maybe they never really had a roof and four walls, but they were never, in fact, homeless. Chuck says, that's a good line. Chuck is still as ca- <laughs> Chuck is still at his computer in his bathrobe. His phone rings. He says, Mistress Magda? Dean he's says, real excited about it, too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Dean says, uh, no, Chuck. Chuck says, oh, uh, Dean, uh, wow, I didn't know that you'd call. Dean says, who's Mistress Magda? Chuck says nothing. She's just a close friend. And Dean this says, whole time he's like putting his robe over his lap. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Like, <laughs> uh oh, I'm caught. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like I can't even talk to him on the phone without covering. Okay, it's like, would you ever talk to like your parents on the phone if you weren't clothed? Probably not. Are they going to know? No. But here's the thing it's awkward, you know? Like, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. That's hilarious. Um, so Chuck says, she's just a close friend. Dean says, yeah, I bet. Real close. Whatever happened to Becky? 
Chuck says, oh, uh, it didn't work out. I had too much respect for her. Dean says, boy, you've really got a whole virgin hooker thing going on, don't you? Chuck <laughs> says, okay, this can't be why you called. Dean says, Sam said yes. Chuck says, I know, I saw it. I'm just working on the pages. Dean says, did you see where the title fight goes down? Chuck says, the angels are keeping it top secret. Very hush-hush. But I saw it anyway. Perks of being a prophet. It's tomorrow, high noon, place called Stull Cemetery. Dean says, wait, I know that. That's an old boneyard outside of Lawrence. Why Lawrence? Chuck says, I don't know. It all has to end where it started, I guess. Dean says, all right, Chuck, you know of any way to short circuit this thing? Chuck says, besides the rings? No, I'm sorry. Dean says, well, do you have any idea what's going to happen next? Chuck says, I wish I did, but honestly, I just don't know yet. Dean says, all right, thanks, Chuck. So we cut to Dean about to get in baby. Bobby and Cass walk up. Bobby says, you going someplace? You're going to do something stupid. You got that look. <laughs> Dean says, I'm going to go talk to Sam. Bobby shakes his head and says, you just don't give up. Dean yells, it's Sam. Cass says, if you couldn't reach him here, you're certainly not going to be able to on the battlefield. Dean says, well, if we've already lost, I guess I got nothing to lose, right? Cass says, I just want you to understand, the only thing you're going to see out there is Michael killing your brother. Dean says, well, then I ain't going to let him die alone. Oh! oh he's like, well, you know what? If he going to go, I'm, I'm at least going to be there for him when he goes. And if I go, then oh well. You know, like, I kind of took it as like, a, if he goes too, then oh well at first. Then I was, and then I was like, oh, no, he, like, he meant, like, if he's going to die, at least I'm going to be there for him as he dies, you know, sort of thing. Which yeah. is, like, even worse, you know? It is so <laughs> like, worse. God. Oh, no, you know? Like, I know. God. And Dean is just, like, so hopeless. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we cut to Stull Cemetery. Samifer is there. Suddenly, Michael is there and in Adam's meat suit. Lucifer says, it's good to see you, Michael. Michael says, you too. It's been too long. Lucifer says, can you believe it's finally here? Michael says, no, not really. Are you ready? Lucifer says, as I'll ever be. A part of me wishes that we didn't have to do this. Michael says, yeah, me too. Lucy says, then why are we? Michael says, oh, you know why. I have no choice after what you did. Lucy says, what I did? What if it's not my fault? Michael says, what is that supposed to mean? Lucy says, think about it. Dad made everything, which means he made me who I am. God wanted the devil. Michael says, so? Lucy says, so why? And why make us fight? I just can't figure out the point. Michael says, what's your point? Lucy says, we're going to kill each other. And for what? One of dad's tests? We don't even know the answer. We're brothers. Let's just walk off the chessboard. Michael thinks for a moment and says, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm a good son and I have my orders. Lucy says, but you don't have to follow them. Michael says, what, you think I'm going to rebel now? I'm not like you. Lucy says, please, Michael. Michael says, you know, you haven't changed a bit, little brother. Always blaming everybody but yourself. We were together. We were happy. But you betrayed me, all of us, and you made our father leave. Lucy says, no one makes dad do anything. He's doing this to us. Michael says, you're a monster, Lucifer, and I have to kill you. Lucy says, if that's the way it's got to be then I'd like to see you try. They start to circle each other, but then they hear a car engine revving. It's <laughs> Dean in Baby. He puts a tape in the player and turns it way up. It's playing Def Leppard's Rock of Ages. 
He drives Adam right up. Kills the brawling mood when you play that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was a perfect song choice. Yeah. He so Dean drives right up to the Angels and gets out of the car. Dean says, "Howdy, boys. Sorry, am I interrupting something?" <laughs> the ultimate distraction you are, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. To Samifer, Dean says, hey, we need to talk. Lucifer says, Dean, even for you, this is a whole new mountain of stupid. Dean says, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Sam. Michael says, you're no longer the vessel, Dean. You got no right to be here. Dean says, Adam, if you're in there somewhere, I am so sorry. Michael says, Adam isn't home right now. Dean says, well, then you're next on my list, buttercup. <laughs> right now, I need five minutes with him. Michael says, you little maggot, you are no longer a part of this story. Then suddenly Castiel and Bobby are there. Cass is holding a bottle. He <laughs> says, hey, ass butt. And then he throws the bottle at Michael, who bursts into holy oil flames. It's our first hey, ass butt! It's our ass butt! Uh, <laughs> I love so, it. If y'all haven't seen this, uh, this show before and you're re-watching it and listening to the podcast... This is where we got the ass butts from. <laughs> Just in case you missed that reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idgits is from Bobby and the ass butts is from Cass. Yep. I love it. So, I love great. it. I remember when we were talking about starting a podcast and I was thinking about like what names could be the name of our podcast could be. And I was like, idgits and ass butts. And I was like, no, that's stupid. And then, and then nothing else sounded any better. And I was just like, I think it's got to be idgits and ass butts. <laughs> and I don't I even remember to- how we like, did we like, were we having a conversation about like what? Like- I think I came up with it on my own and I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And you were like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember it all. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's what happened. And then I had to like Google and make sure there was no other like podcast named idgits and ass butts and like surprise there's not yeah yeah I think there's something else that we were thinking about calling it too oh I don't remember there it was um oh what was it I honestly I have no memory of any other name like, because I feel like we might have been, like, having co- a conversation about what to call it, and somehow idiots and ass butts came up, and we stuck with that, but there was something else that we, like, it wasn't nearly as good, but we had said something, oh, what was it? I don't remember. Um, that's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever remember. <laughs> okay. But there was something else that was... Oh, I think it was kind of funny, but I think it just didn't quite work as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Michael screams and then vanishes. Dean says, ass butt? (laughs) Cass says, he'll be back and upset, but you got your five minutes. Lucy says, Castiel, did you just Molotov my brother with holy fire? Cass shakes his head and says, oh, no. Yeah, I love it. He's like, <laughs> he's like shaking his head and backing up. Uh, no. You know? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do that. I yeah. didn't do it. You know? <laughs> it's like, uh. Lucifer says, no one dicks with Michael but me. Lucifer snaps his finger and Castiel explodes. In like a bunch of big chunks. 
all over Bobby. There's just yeah. chunks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just a total explosion. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> total blowout. <laughs> yep, yep. Dean says, Sammy, can you hear me? Lucy says, you know, I tried to be nice for Sammy's sake, but you were such a pain in my <laughs> okay, ass. Hold on. What? The ass butt had a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> that, it took me a couple of seconds <coughs> to get there but <laughs> I, oh no <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just gonna picture Cass in a diaper <laughs> I know me too uh, I love that Lucifer can explode people just by snapping his fingers that's kind of great it is pretty great you don't like, see any other angels do that no. Well, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yep, just Lucy. Just him. Yep. I wonder if they have the power to do that, but they don't, or if it's like they, like he's the only one with the power, which if he's the only one with the power, then you'd think all the archangels have that same power. Yeah. We just don't see it, but they like. They just don't do it because they're not dicks. Yeah. I mean, they're dicks, but I mean, <laughs> they're yeah. not exploding dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no! It's okay. It's okay. You know what? I've had entirely too much caffeine. I'm like literally vibrating. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> uh, it's fine. I'm drinking white claws over here, so yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm okay. drinking some water though too. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Dean says, Sammy, can you hear me? Lucy says, you know, I tried to be nice for Sammy's sake, but you are such a pain in my ass. And then he shoves Dean onto baby's hood, breaking the windshield. Bobby, I put Bob for some reason. <laughs> Bob. Good old you know, Bob. <laughs> good old Bob. Bobby I mean, I'm sure somebody calls him Bob. I'm probably. Somebody did at some point. Like, clearly Bobby stuck, but, like, if it's Robert, like, somebody would have called him Bob or Rob at some point, and if you, I mean, it's not a hard jump to go from, you know, Bob to Bobby, so. Yeah. He might have been a Bob for a hot minute, you don't know. Yeah, that's that's weird. So, Bobby shoots Lucifer in the back and then again in the chest. Lucy twists his hand in the air and snaps Bobby's neck. Dean yells, no! Lucy I says, love how he doesn't do anything when Cass dies. Like, Cass explodes in front of him, and he's just kind of like, oh, well. He looks shocked, but he doesn't, like, say He doesn't, like, say anything. Yeah, he's kind sad. of like, oh. But, like, to me, it kind of seemed like he was sitting there going, oh, like, that's some power that we haven't seen before. But right. he's not, like, torn up about it. But, like, the second that Bobby goes, he's like, no! You know, and so it's kind yeah. of like, okay, at this point, like, are you really friends with Cass? You know, like... <laughs> I know. I thought I've had that thought too. It kind of bothered me, but okay. Um, Lucy drags Dean off the car and punches him in the face. Dean is dripping blood from his mouth. He says, Sammy, are you in there? Lucy says, oh, he's in here. All right. He punches Dean again and says, and he's going to feel the snap of your bones. He punches them again and says, every single one, we're going to take our time. And then he punches Dean over and over and over. I counted. He punched him 10 times. Oh, jeez. Right yeah. Dean says, Sammy, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. 
Dean's face is all swollen and bleeding. He and is not looking good. I, like, I, it was hard to see his face that swollen. Yeah. That was, that was rough. That was rough for me. <laughs> I, for my notes, for this little, like, chunk of time that happened, I was like, turns out the cult doesn't work. Bobby died and Dean gets whopped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does get whopped. So uh, Dean is leaning against baby with Lucy lo- looming over him. Dean says, I'm here. I'm not going to leave you. Lucifer punches him a few more times and Dean says, I'm not going to leave you. Lucy pulls back his arm one more time to punch Dean, but the sunlight glaring off baby catches his eye. He looks into the car and sees the army man stuck in the ashtray. We get a montage of memories from when the boys were young playing in the car and then memories from when they're older in the car together. Then it ends with the boys hugging. Sam suddenly has control of his body, and he lets go of Dean, so Dean falls to the ground. He fought through because of the memories! Sorry, that was my drug alarm that just went off. Oh, I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. Sam says, it's okay, Dean. It's going to be okay. I've got him. Sam pulls out the horseman's rings from his pocket and throws them on the grass. He chants in Latin, and then the ground opens up. Sam tries to work up the nerve to jump in. Suddenly, Michael is there. He says, Sam, it's not going to end this way. Step back. Sam says, you're going to have to make me. Michael says, I have to fight my brother, Sam, here and now. It's my destiny. Sam and Dean look at each other, and then Sam closes his eyes. Michael grabs him as he's falling backwards, and Sam grabs Michael and pulls him so that they both fall into the hole together. Then the ground closes back up. We cut to some time later. Dean is on his knees on the ground where the hole was. Suddenly, Castiel is standing next to him. Dean says, Cass, you're alive? Cass says, I'm better than that. And he touches Dean's head, healing him completely. Dean says, Cass, are you God? <laughs> Cass, are you God? You know, like- <laughs> Cass, I know. Cass says, that's a nice compliment, but no, although I do believe he brought me back, new and improved. Cass goes over to Bobby's corpse and touches him on the forehead, and Bobby wakes up. Chuck narrates, endings are hard. Any chapped-ass monkey with a keyboard can poop out a beginning, <laughs> but endings that. are impossible. <laughs> I know. I thought that was great. I wrote that one down. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but endings are impossible. You try to tie up every loose end, but you never can. The fans are always going to bitch. There's always going to be holes. And since it's the ending, it's all supposed to add up to something. I'm telling you, they're a raging pain in the ass. We see that Chuck is now looking dapper in a white button-up shirt. We cut to Cass and Dean and Baby. Dean asks Cass, what are you going to do now? Cass says, return to heaven, I suppose. With Michael in the cage, I'm sure it's total anarchy up there. Dean says, so what, you're the new sheriff in town? Cass says, I like that. Yeah, I suppose I am. Dean says, wow, God gives you a brand new shiny set of wings and suddenly you're his bitch again. Cass (laughs) says, I don't know what God wants. I don't know if he'll even return. It just seems like the right thing to do. Dean says, well, if you do see him, you tell him I'm coming for him next. Cass says, you're angry. Dean says, that's an understatement. Cass says, he helped, maybe even more than we realize. Dean says, that's easy for you to say. He brought you back. But what about Sam? What about me, huh? Where's my grand prize? All I got is my brother on a hole. Cass says, you got what you asked for, Dean. No paradise. No hell, just more of the same. I mean it, Dean. What would you rather have, peace or freedom? And then Cass teleports away. Dean says, well, you really suck at goodbyes. You know that? (sighs) So we cut to Dean and Bobby together. 
Chuck narrates, this is the last time Dean and Bobby will see each other for a very long time. We see Dean and Bobby hug. Chuck says, and for the record, at this point next week, Bobby will be hunting a Rougarou outside of Dayton, but not Dean. Dean didn't want Cass to save him. Every part of him, every fiber he's got, wants to die or find a way to bring Sam back. But he isn't going to do either because he made a promise. So we cut to Dean knocking on Lisa Braden's door. She answers and he says, hey, Lisa. She says, oh, thank God. Are you all right? Dean says, yeah. And uh, if it's not too late, I think I'd like to take you up on that beer. She says, it's never too late. They hug and Dean cries. Lisa whispers that it's going to be okay. Chuck narrates, so what's it all add up to? It's hard to say. But me, I'd say this was a test for Sam and Dean. I think they did all right. Up against good, evil, angels, devils, destiny, and God himself. They made their own choice. They chose family. And well, isn't that kind of the whole point? Chuck types into his computer, the end. He narrates, no doubt, endings are hard. But then again, nothing ever really ends, does it? Chuck smiles, and then he dissolves away. We it was kind of like, he did kind of like... He kind of like floated. He like faded whisked. out of existence. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird, we haven't seen any other character kind of disappear like that before. Yeah. So we cut to Dean at the table with Ben and Lisa. Lisa asks Dean, are you okay? Dean says, yeah, I'm good. And then we see them inside from outside the house. The camera pans back so that we're next to a streetlight that flickers out under it. We see Sam watching Dean with a very stoic look on his face and credits. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the thoughts that I have on this episode. <laughs> okay. How feel? Like, okay, if I was Sam, let's just start this whole thing off with, if I was Sam, I would be a wreck. I would be a hot mess. I'd be so anxious being like, I am literally going to like jump into a pit for eternity, you know, with Lucifer. <laughs> like, with, with Lucifer in my body. Yeah. And like, yeah the unknown of like, is this going to work? Like, this is the only, like, it's kind of like, I am the last hope. And if this doesn't work, then I don't know what we're going to do. And all of mankind is going to go to hell. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> right. Still, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to die. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah. Okay. Like I would be a hot mess. Like most I would be too. God, I would need like all of the tranquilizers in the I world. I would like, I don't even know what I would do. I'd probably just like sleep for a week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what I do when I'm really, really stressed out is I just sleep and I get like my, my body gets like, I get really tired and I just like, if I get too stressed out, I just shut down and I just like, all I want to do is sleep. Oh God. I wish I was like that. I get like all crazy and panicky and I just mean like straight panic attacks nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair, I get really panicky too, but like I hit a certain point where like I panic and 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 then I just shut down. Yeah. And then I wake up and then I panic and I panic and I panic and I panic and then I just like shut down, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I just kind of like, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sam does handle it extremely well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would not handle it not well for like, mm -hmm. yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. Also. Okay. I love when you walk into the building that Lucy's in at the beginning and like before he's, <laughs> before he's wearing Sammy to the prom Yeah, <laughs> and, um, he's just like 
sitting there all like posed against the window you know <laughs> oh I like, know yeah he is dramatically posed oh yeah like oh look at me mm-hmm. I'm just looking over my dominion out here out the window. yes yes and then the whole like you know he ices over the window and like draws a little trident in it <laughs> yeah I loved that I thought that was pretty good like yeah you know, draw on your pitchfork buddy yep um also okay Jared plays a really good Lucifer. Like, he's just a good actor. Mm-hmm. He yeah, did- he did a great job. I mean, it was very clearly Lucifer and not Sam. Yeah, like, this is Lucifer and this is Sam, even though it's the same person, same body, same everything. Like, he even, like, the way he would, like, fold his arms or, like, move himself. Was, like, and his facial, I really, yeah, I noticed his facial expressions were so calculated when he was being Lucifer. Yeah, for sure. He definitely, yeah. like, had it, he had him down, you know? Yeah. And I kind of, because, like, yeah, you see some of that in Lucifer, um, but not a ton of it. Like, he kind of, like, honestly, most of the time that we've seen Lucifer so far has been inside Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, You're right. I kind of wonder, like, well, I don't want to give anything away, so I'm not going to even finish that thought. Okay. But, Anyways, um, so we're moving on from that. <laughs> um, I liked the, you know, when they were, pl- when Dean was playing Rock of Ages as he's like pulling into the cemetery, that, that was a pretty good moment for me. Like, yeah. he, it just kind of like, that broke the tension, you know, <laughs> like, it just created confusion. Like, what is this nincompoop doing? You know, like, I know. I love the expressions on um, Lucifer and Michael's faces when they were like, what? As the car <laughs> drove up. It was like the camera was like on their faces and they were like looking to the side like, what is that noise? What in the hell is happening? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I like the way that was filmed. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty good. And also, okay, I love all the flashbacks that happen. Like, I just, you know, backing up a little bit, like... The way the whole episode was done, I really like, you know, with all the flashbacks and the narration and they're like, you know, it's a serious episode, but it was just like, they did it so well. I just love the whole thing, but especially like the flashback moments as they kind of like push those into like what's happening currently or as like uh, Chuck is narrating or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I really liked how they did that. In I liked it too. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of hard to write, like in terms of like taking notes because, yeah, you know, because Chuck is talking. So it is hard for me to, it was hard for me to be like, and this is the flashback that's playing while they're, while he's saying this exactly. So I tried really hard to like pick and I think you did a good job. Thank that would you. be hard though, because there's like things happening as other things are happening. Yeah. You know? Like, and you can't be talking about two things at the same time. Yeah. I, and I did it. I did. I had to kind of like pick and choose what was the most important thing. Yeah. I think you did a good job. Okay. I think we got all the, all the, you know, important things that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really like how they set up the episode, even though it was a little bit more difficult the way they set it up for us anyways, but what part um, of the car did they carve their initials into? I can't remember. So, I don't know. It looked like they were carving it, did, it into, like, a panel of some variety. Yeah, because it didn't look like it was, like, the upholstery or anything like that. No. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Daddy Winchester showing up. What did you do to my seats? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think they put it... It looked like they put it, like, behind something. Because you don't ever, like... I don't think you ever see it. 
other than yeah. in this moment. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's just, cause we see a lot of baby. We really right. do. And I don't think that you ever see it. I think it's inside of it somewhere. Okay. But I, yeah, mean, that I was, was trying pretty- to, tr- I was trying to like look for that and I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I, to me, it looked like maybe it was like inside of a door and like the panel before like it got reupholstered or maybe like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It was something, it looked like it was something that was upright, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so I would guess like a door. Yeah. That'd be my best. Like, I honestly don't even know what else I could guess. Like I'm thinking it's a door, Yeah. (laughs) but I could also be totally wrong. So who knows? Okay. Um, and like it, it was a good ending for what it was. Oh yeah. You know, like they definitely like didn't tie up everything necessarily. And like, it didn't end in like a, Oh, you know, the boys are together and you know, happy ever after, but it ended well. Yeah. So if, um, if that was the end of this series, you know, they wouldn't have had, do you think they would have had Sam show up or do you think they would have left him in the hole? Yeah. I don't know. Like we were talking about this yesterday. I don't know. I think that I kind of wonder when they got renewed for six um, versus when they were shooting the episodes of five, because if they got renewed for six before they were done with their, um, filming, then I could see like, maybe they would add that in, you know, or like change it and tweak it. So it could like keep going. Yeah. Not that it couldn't keep going, but like it would make it a little easier, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I kind of, Oh, <laughs> Steve what happened? Just, Steve just tried to hop into the windowsill and then fell out of it. <laughs> he, he didn't get enough oomph. He didn't want to run into the window, so he didn't, he, he misjudged the distance and kind of slid out of the oh, windowsill. Oh, poor guy. Um, no, he's totally fine. He landed on the futon. He's good. He landed on his feet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of wonder, like, you know, would they have, you know, would they have had Sam show up under the light post at the very end. You know, there's a couple of different things where it's like, I don't know if they would have done that. Yeah. Would they have had, yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. Would they have had Cass come back or Bobby come back? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I remember, yeah, we were talking about that. Cause it's like, okay, you know, Cass and Bobby both died, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they get brought back, but I don't know. Like, if they were going to like end it there, would they have brought them back? Probably not. But like, also would they want to leave just Dean on his own? But I mean, here's the thing is if everybody else is gone, then Dean just goes to live happy Liz, life with Liz, Lisa. And that's yeah, it, Liz. you know? So, right. That's true. But I don't know it. I kind of wonder if they, if that had anything to do with it or if that was like truly what they wanted the ending to be. Yeah. You know? I'm glad that Dean ends up with Lisa at the end of this episode. Yeah, I, I, th- I, Lisa gets a lot of hate, but I like Lisa. You know, like I think I a lot of Lisa. people. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people don't like Lisa because she's with Dean, not because. That's the only reason. Yeah. Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> He's gonna fall out of the window again. <laughs> eh, whatever. Okay. Um, 
I, I just get distracted by everything. So Steve climbing in my windowsill is kind of like, what are you doing? Don't you dare uh-huh. put down okay. my blinds? You know, like, yeah. if I don't get my security deposit back, I'm going to be pissed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, okay. I have, <laughs> there's more thoughts. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I like how Sam and Lucifer are like very similar and Michael and Dean are very similar. Like Sam and Lucifer are both the ones that like had an issue with dad, rebelled, like ran off and had that whole thing. And Michael and Dean are like, they are the ones that like listen to dad. No reason necessary. Just like, this is what I was told to do. So this is what I'm going to do it. I have to do it. Yeah. You know? And they're very similar that way, which I kind of liked the the parallel there, you know, like yeah. this is your perfect vessel and this is your perfect vessel. And turns out you guys are pretty much the same person minus the angelic part of things, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So I, I just kind of liked how they did that whole thing. But um, yeah, I liked how um, Michael told Lucifer that Lucifer was a monster because if you remember, Dean totally said that to Sam in a previous episode. So oh, I, and Casey I, turns into a monster. Or he, oh yeah, he he said something about he was turning into a monster, right? I think he called him a monster. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, I, I totally believe you. I just don't remember it. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I like the parallel there. Yeah. Um. Also, I was a little confused. So this whole thing, like when they're like describing things in baby, and like they're kind of like giving baby a send off almost. Like, to me, that didn't really make much sense, because Baby didn't really have much to do with the plot of this episode. Like, yeah, she was, like, there, you know, even as, like, you know, like, to be fair, she, like, Baby is the thing that took Dean to Sam at the end, and, like, was there the whole time during that whole thing, and was, like, there when Sam jumped into the hole. So, like, I mean, there's that, but I was a little confused why they, like, they seem to be, like, setting up Baby for something, like, spectacular, even though, like... Baby is the reason that Sam gained control over Lucifer. Oh, this is true. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. That that would make more sense. I was kind of like, I don't really understand why they, you know, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, why, why Baby is the most, but Chuck said, the most important object in the universe. Yeah. Is because, um, you know, the light was like glaring off the metal on Baby and it like caught Lucifer's eye. Yeah. And then, and then he saw the army man in the, in the ashtray and that kickstarted a bunch of the memories. Yeah. And that's, that's how Sam gained control. So that was the only reason Sam gained control. Yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. Like, I totally, like, I get that. I just didn't put two and two together. No, that's okay. I was just like, oh, yeah, he had a memory because he saw a, an army guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, never mind. I get it. We good. I caught up. <laughs> it's um, all good. Oh, man. But I hated it when Sam was beating Dean up. Yeah. Like, I cannot, like, the face stuff. I can't deal with the face stuff. Like, punch him anywhere else. Like, break his kneecaps, whatever. But, like, <laughs> why are you hitting him in the face? <laughs> like He was hitting that. him so hard, too. And you could see that, that very last punch that he was about to throw before he, like, the light caught his eye. Like, you could tell that was, like, gonna be the killing blow. It was either, well, it was either gonna be that or very close to that. Yeah. Like, it would have been the, what broke him beyond repair, you know? Yeah. Like, you might survive this, but you're gonna be messed up looking for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Like, ah, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, and I especially don't like the watching the boys beat each other up. Like if somebody, like if somebody else hits one of them or, you know, whatever, it's one thing, but like, I don't like watching them trying to kill each other. Yeah, I don't either. Out of all of them, like, stop hitting your brother, you know, like, (laughs) what are you doing? Leave his face alone, you know, (laughs) but yeah. And I thought it was interesting too, like when Sam was about to jump into the hole, he didn't seem like scared to me. I know like you were, I was talking to you yesterday and like you were saying like he was, he seemed kind of like scared to jump into the hole. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. It didn't seem like he was scared. It seemed more of like he was in a lot of pain because he was having to leave everything. Like, I'm sure he was probably scared too, but like, to me, it seemed more of like a, this is the last time I'm going to see my brother. Like, this is the last, like, this is all I can do. There's nothing else I can do. And I don't want to have to leave him, but I have to, because this is it. And so it was like more of a pained thing than like a scared thing to me. I can see that. Yeah. I can totally see that. And maybe it's a little bit of both. You know, he looked, he looked, he looked anxious for sure. He did definitely. He was looking at Dean like, is this right? Is this right? This is what I should do. Is this the right thing? Okay. But, um, but right before he jumped in, he kind of took a deep breath and closed his eyes. Yeah. You know, and to me, that was like a, okay, I got to do this, even though I'm terrified. Yeah. To me, it just seemed like, like in that moment, I was like, okay, he's accepted that this is what has to happen. So he just doesn't want to like think about it too much. He just does it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. But, um, That was, it was, yeah, that whole thing, like, the whole episode, like, was definitely a test for the brothers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think the last episode when Bobby's like, dude, listen, like, your brothers are grown up now. Like, if that conversation wouldn't have happened, I think that this episode would have been completely different, you know? Oh, yeah, I think so, too. For sure. Yeah, but, he definitely talked Dean into it. Yeah. Into allowing Sam to to say yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like he would have gotten in the way for like Dean would have 100% gotten in the way and it wouldn't have mm-hmm. worked, you know, or yeah. maybe it would have, but it would have been like a last second Dean's just like, well, I guess do it. And they would have probably ended on like a Dean was angry at Sam sort of situation rather yeah. than like accepting it. Right. So anyways after all those thoughts what (laughs) what was your favorite moment from this one oh my favorite moment you know this has got a lot of really good iconic moments in it but Mm -hmm. um my favorite my very favorite part was when um dean was getting his ass kicked by lucifer that part's not my favorite part but i was like oh (laughs) no that's that's like one of my least favorite parts but just that dean was like sammy like i'm here with you yeah, like, even you know, though he's beating the tar out of him, he's like, I'm not going to do anything because I'm trying to get through to you. Yeah, and he was just, like, letting him know that, like, he was there with him and Sam yeah. wasn't alone. Yeah, I liked that, too. Yeah, that was my favorite. For sure. What was your favorite moment? 
Uh, so I really like the hay ass butt. <laughs> oh my God. I love the hay ass butt. But like that goes in with that moment. I like it when Lucy's like, did you just mulch off my brother with holy fire? And Cass is like, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I did not. What you're talking about, you know, <laughs> Lucy's like, no one dicks with Michael, but me. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. Okay. And it was kind of like, you know, I liked there's a couple different things I liked about that. The fact that Cass is kind of like, I got caught. <laughs> I'm in danger. For all y'all that watch TikTok. I'm in danger. But um, also I kind of liked how like, you know, Lucy, like the whole like Lucy Sam connection, you know, like nobody messes with my brother, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, even though it was Lucy saying it, he was, like, having kind of a Sam moment. Yeah. So, I like that. Yeah. But that, I mean, I I really like this whole episode. I think between, like, the whole, like, hey-ass butt, you know, scenario and, like, the whole, like, did you just mulch off my brother? Like, that's probably my favorite, but also I think my other favorite, like, I talked about this earlier, but was, like, all the flashbacks and just, like, I, the whole episode was like just how they set it up was my favorite. Yeah. You know? Oh, and how beautiful was that scene when um, it shows Sam and Dean sitting on baby's hood while watching the stars. Yeah. That was cool. I like that, that was, that was beautiful. I thought that was super sweet. And, the, and yeah. Chuck was like, and they just sit there and look and they wouldn't say anything for hours. And I just, I think I did a lot of that with my family, like when I was little, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of, it kind of struck a chord there with me. Yeah. See, every time I think of like stargazing, I always think of Girl Scout camp. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's honestly where I've done pretty much most of all of my stargazing. Oh, my dad's got like a bunch of telescopes and I just kind of grew up that way. So yeah, I yeah. definitely did not. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, I, my parents were definitely like, oh, look at the stars, but we never like at least that I remember, I don't think we ever, like, went out to go stargazing, you know, it was like, we were already mm-hmm. outside, and then there were stars that happened, you know? <laughs> I've been to star parties, they, there's this um, place out in eastern Washington called Table Mountain, I don't know if they still do it, but every summer they would, um, you could go there, and you'd camp, and on top of this, on top of this little mountain, and, huh. and everyone would bring their like huge ass telescopes, you know, that you have to, <laughs> that you have to climb ladders to look through. Jeez. And it was like this big party. It was like a big show and tell. You just walk around looking in people's telescopes. That'd be kind of cool. It was awesome. Super Did they fun. have it like each different telescope was like, oh, okay, you're going to look at this and you're going to look at this. And so it was like, you're looking at a bunch of different things or. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the owner of the telescope would just, you know, pick something to look at and then after a while pick something else to look at so you know yeah so and there was you know vendors and you know so it's like a whole legit like yeah air sort of situation it was it was really cool I don't think they do it anymore but it was a lot of fun yeah you should look it up I would do that with you I would go okay I will look look it up up. and see if it happens still and okay we'll we'll figure that out okay that would be fun Killian would like that too Oh, yeah, he absolutely would. Like, all the telescopy stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he might not totally get it, but he would like it. <laughs> he would love it. Yeah. Okay, so for our trivia, there's quite a bit here because of, you know, the episode that it is. So 
hold your hold hold on to your britches, people. Liz. We got a, <laughs> we got a ways to go. <laughs> so it says that this was supposed to be the series finale. Um, Eric Kripke initially planned for Supernatural to be five seasons long. Um, that's why the episode is named Swan Song, which is goodbye with a voiceover and flashbacks. But uh, Sarah Gamble, uh, the new showrunner, took over penning it from season six and on. Right. Yeah. Um, it says when Lucifer is showing Sam all of the people in his life who were really agents of Azazel watching over him, he refers to Sam's prom date, Rachel. Um, Dean is said to have slept with Sam's prom date, Rachel, on prom night while his or while in his gin-induced dream. See, I remembered. I'm so I excited. Not, but it makes so much sense. Why? I'm like, why would, like, okay, like a teacher, whatever, like, this, like certain different people, I can be like, okay, like, I can see where maybe you have, a, like, a grudge against them, but, like, why would you hate your prom date? Like, I mean, there's reasons to hate your prom date for sure, but, like, you know that there's a story behind it if you hate your prom date, you yeah. know? And you know that there's a good story behind it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really get the sense that he was supposed to hate those people. Um, I know that he, um, Lucifer said he wanted revenge. I thought it just meant revenge for being demons spying on him, not necessarily that he hated those people. I think... Well, to me, I kind of took it as he, not that he hated those people, but that he had like problems with those people and because he already didn't like them so much. And then now that he knows they were Azazel's spies, essentially, like he's like, let's go on a killing rampage, you know, like, yeah, I didn't, I just didn't make that connection. Yeah. That's kind of what I took out of it. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily what we were supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was like, let's take revenge because these people, you know, influenced you, you know, because they were demons for Azazel. So let's, let's take revenge for them. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Part of it for sure. I think was like, Hey, these people kind of controlled you a little bit. Like let's get revenge for sure. But I think, like, but the prom date thing, yeah. The prom date thing, like, I don't know about the rest of them, but the prom date thing, like, yeah, I could get that, you know? <laughs> also, the actress who was uh, Rachel was totally wearing a prom dress, which, she I, thought was, was, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, she's still in her little prom, prom dress. <laughs> yep. Um, it says, um, when Dean says to Sam, you're a grown, <laughs> overgrown man, um, Jensen messing around on set as the supernatural actors tend to do ad-libbed the word overgrown in an attempt to make jared laugh uh the ad-lib made it to the final cut so he was just kind of like haha you're overgrown (laughs) (laughs) so that's like truly what jensen thinks of jared it's like you're just an overgrown man you know (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) which is funny coming from him because he's still like six one so he's not a small person either nope but Anyway, um, it says, Stull Cemetery, where Dean found Lucifer and Michael, is an actual place about five miles west of Lawrence, Kansas. Um, it has been rumored that in the past, black masses were performed in the chapel ruins, and that on Halloween night, a demon or devil sat in a tree inside the cemetery, or a demon or devil will sit in a tree inside the cemetery and answer questions about your future. Ooh. That's kind of written a little funny, but... Yeah, like, go find the devil in the tree on Halloween. No thanks. <laughs> I'm going to stay right away. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah, that's our yeah. research, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. But that's that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, nope. I'm just not even, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any of it. Um, 
It says, Sam, talking to Dean in the car, refers to jumping into the hole with Lucifer possessing him as a triple Lindy. Um, this is a reference to the 80s hit film Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, the triple Lindy is an impossible dive performed by the main character at a dive meet, uh, which helps the team to win the meet, saving them from what would have otherwise been a crushing defeat. I thought it was something to do with figure skating for some reason, but that makes so much sense. Like, instead of diving into a pool, you're diving into a hole, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Do this impossible dive into this black yeah, hole. Of- I had a, a figure skating mental picture in my head, too. And I think it's just because of the word triple, because you're used to let them saying, like, a triple Lutz or something like that. Oh, yeah, that skating. would make sense. Yeah, that's yeah, probably I why that's I why. thought of it too. Yeah. Um, where am I? Oh, here we are. Um, it says Dean refers to Castiel as Bukowski um, after he suggests that they consume copious amounts of alcohol and wait to die. <laughs> Um, Charles Bukowski was famous for writing novels and poetry dealing with alcoholism, death, and other depressing subjects. I love Bukowski. I have never heard of him other than through Supernatural. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite poets, for sure. Huh. Yeah. See, I'm not really into poetry. Like, mm-hmm. not gonna lie, I just, like, like, I can appreciate, like, because writing poetry is hard. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I did, you know, in language arts classes and whatever, in, like, high school, we'd have to, like, okay, write, like, a haiku and write this and write this, and you'd have to, like, write a bunch of different type of poetry. And, like, the rhyming part of it's easy enough, I guess, to an extent, but, like, I'm just, like, I don't word, I don't talk like that, you know, like, I don't, I wouldn't think to word things that way, like, I'm, like, I'm not much into symbolism, I go straight for, like, this is what it is. (laughs) I get it, yeah. But, like, and half the time, you know, they'd be, like, in the class, they'd be, like, okay, well, what do you think this represents? And, like, there was, like, a clear answer, right? And every time I, like, thought, like, oh, well, this would make sense for it to represent this, it was never the right answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I just, like, clearly don't understand poetry and can't, like, make those connections, <laughs> unless they're very obvious, but, um, yeah. Mm. I just, I can't do it, you know? I just, something about poetry, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't hate it, but I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, I used, I used to write a lot of poetry. I think, I feel like we talked about this on a podcast earlier, but I used I to. So. Yeah, I used to. When And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, like, got out my anxiety and my, like, my uh, relationship bullshit, you know, drama yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that that was happening. That's how I kind of used to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But then I met Eric, and... um life got great and so yeah, I, I I don't I don't write anymore yeah it's yeah. kind of weird it's totally weird I mean it's not a bad thing though yeah you know <laughs> different mm-hmm. but not bad if you don't have to write it to deal with your anxiety that probably means that you're not as anxious <laughs> yeah I deal yeah. with it in different ways now <laughs> I mean you know whatever <laughs> yeah 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 um it says Jensen Ackles um said on a panel that when his real-life brother, Josh, watched the scene where Lucifer beats up Dean, he had to stand up and walk off his anger because all he could see was his little brother getting beat up and it made him upset. Well, yeah, it made everybody upset. Imagine if that was your little brother you're watching. Yeah, like, and you know it's fake, but also you're seeing your brother get the holy crap beat out of him, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. I probably wouldn't appreciate that either, you know? Mm-hmm. For anybody that I knew, oh, yeah. especially like a family member, like, oh, let me just watch you get your clock cleaned. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so it says the phrase swan song in modern jargon refers to a final work or performance or the ending of a story. Um, it says it's tied with season 11 episode, um, or season 11 episode baby, which is 11 four, um, for the high, the second highest rated episode of the series to date. Wow. Um, there's also a couple other things. So then later on, it says highest rated episode of the series with 9.7 rating. Um, and then it's t that it was tied with changing channels. And then, then there's another one that says is currently the highest rated episode of the show. So I'm not sure which one to believe, but it's got high ratings. We'll just yeah. go. <laughs> okay. We'll go okay. with that. Um, it says when Dean, Bobby and Castiel are watching the news footage reporting worldwide earthquakes, uh, the first shot showing a freeway on ramp and overpass collapsing with dozens of vehicles on it is actually seen from the movie Dante's Peak. Oh, really? Which I don't, I feel like I've heard the name, but I honestly don't know. What oh, that called. movie was a movie. Um, I did watch that movie and there are some hard moments in that movie. The worst, ugh, I, there's a scene in that movie I will never forget. And so it's kind of a movie I wish I had never seen. But <laughs> yeah. um, they're in the, they're like on a mountain trying to get away from the lava, right? Because mm -hmm. Dante, like Dante's Peak, I think is like the, the mountain that explodes, right? Okay. And the, so they're trying to cross this lake in a boat mm -hmm. and this lake has turned to acid. So all the fish have, are dead and floating on the top and yeah. they can't, they can't get the boat to go. So the little grandma jumps into the lake and pushes the boat so they can start going and then gets back into the boat and her legs are like all acid eaten and Ew. she's and she slowly dies over the next like amount of time and it was just horrific Ew. it was just i mean i and i saw it probably when i was like a in middle school or something so maybe i was like 12 it was fucking traumatic to see oh for sure yeah yeah yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> Just nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All over it. Yeah. Um, where am I? Okay. It says Lucifer. Oh, and there's okay. a dog in that movie. So you're worried about the dog the whole time. Of course. Yeah. The whole time the dog is in danger. Yeah. They really string you along with that fucking dog. <laughs> Did the dog okay. make it out okay? Yeah, the dog was totally fine in the end. But God okay. damn it, you there were there were like a hundred moments when you were like, "This is it. This is where the dog dies." Yeah, you know. Oh, I hate. I that told shit. you about the um the website. It's like, does the dog die? Where you can like look up movies and oh yeah, tell I use you, that or like TV shows or anything, and like it'll say like, okay, you know the dog dies or the person dies or whatever. And so it gives you like the, if you can't handle this sort of situation, like you probably shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> I love that website. I use that website. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for anyone out there who has like animal problems, like I do. Like, or any, like if, you know, children dying, cause it'll tell yeah. you like there's torture or it'll tell you like there, you know, a kid dies or it gets tortured or it'll tell you like the animal dies or gets tortured or whatever. So it'll yeah. like tell you if anything like that happens in the movie. So then that way, you know, like if you can watch it or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I love it. I but, love that website. Yeah. I told my aunt about it and now every, like every once in a while, she'll be like, I wanted to watch this movie, but I looked it up on does the dog die and I can't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm glad you're getting use out of that. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
So it says, Lucifer misquotes the lyrics to the Charlie Daniels song, uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, when he tells Sam, a fiddle of gold against your soul says, I'm better than you. Um, the original line in the song is, I'll bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. Oh, okay. Um, which... What? I don't remember that part in the song because I know that there's a because I'm the best there's ever been moment. There's a I don't know whatever, but I'm not gonna think about that too hard. <laughs> hmm. um, it says in one of Chuck's voiceovers, he says the boys would drive two days for a Jayhawks game. Uh, the Jayhawk is the mascot of the University of Kansas. Uh, the main campus is located in Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, cool. So, huh? Um. It says, Swan Song is the name of the record label created by Led Zeppelin. Um, it says, Dean asks Castiel at one point when Armageddon will take place. Um, Castiel says he doesn't know. Armageddon is not an event, it's a place. Um, the apocalypse is an event. Uh, the English word Armageddon comes from the Hebrew, oh boy, uh, Har Megiddo, meaning Mount of Megiddo. Um, I'm probably totally saying that wrong, but we're going to go with it. Um, it says today it's been renamed Tel Megiddo and is an important archeological site. And then they give you the coordinates for it. Oh, okay. Um, um, it says when Castiel, um, Bobby and Dean are watching the news through the window of the store, there's a sign on the window that says big deals, um, a possible shout out to the many demon deals on the course of the show, especially the one Sam made in the previous scene with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. all the deals are happening. Also, look at this as the apocalypse. <laughs> yep. Um, it says, while filming the scene in the graveyard after Dean gets beaten up, Jensen uh, says he began to get emotional because it was an intense scene, but the tears began to dissolve the glue of his prosthetic swollen eye. Um, it made his eye burn really badly, but they had to, they had a while to go for filming and he suffered through it. Oh, that sucks. But he got emotional, he cried, and then it burned his eyes, and then he kept crying more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, man. He just had to deal with it. Um, it says, Lucifer talks to Sam in the mirror after Sam says yes, and Lucifer has taken possession. Uh, Lucifer tells Sam they're M-F-E-O, the acronym means made for each other. Yep. Um, it says... Uh, the time of the fight, high noon, meaning 12 midday on the dot, has both literary and political significance. Um, it's a variant of the phrase high time, which means right on time or almost overdue, um, usage of which began in the Middle Ages when high in that context meant notable or important. Um, high noon is also the title of a Western released around the start of the Cold War in 1952 about a decent man who makes the decision to stay and fight even though no one else will stand with him and it could mean his death. Um, as it is used in modern jargon, high noon typically means the time when an important fight or showdown, either literal or metaphorical, is set to happen, um, even if it isn't actually happening at midday. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, it says, Abandon All Hope first aired on November 19th, 2009. If you look at the calendar for 2010, uh, six months from that episode is the third week of May, uh, the week of May 17th. Um, Swan Song aired on May 13th, um, neatly within Lucifer's six-month projection. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Like, the, the timing of the show actually airing worked out with the, you know, the timing. Yeah. Um, it says, season five begins and ends with someone who loves Dean being possessed, um, Bobby in the premiere episode and Sam in the finale, uh, then attacking Dean and ultimately fighting through their possession and retaking control before being who, 
before the being who's taken over them um, can use their body to kill Dean. <laughs> Apparently, the love for Dean is stronger than possession. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it says, the meeting time of Michael and Lucifer is said to be high noon by Chuck. Um when he's telling Dean what time it's going to be. But as Dean pulls up to the Stull Cemetery in the Impala, you can clearly see that either a sunset or a sunrise in the distance um, behind Michael and Lucifer is happening. Um, I didn't notice that. I did notice that. Huh. Of like, but I didn't like notice, it's like, oh, it's at high noon. And so I didn't like, I, I guess I just didn't like remember that or I just didn't like, like, I, I knew it was high noon, and I knew that it was either a sunrise or sunset or something like that, but I didn't, like, put them together that they were not at the right, like, the sky doesn't match the time. Although, I think in my mind, I kind of thought, like, oh, well, you know, if, um, like, if Michael and Lucifer are going at it, like, it must just mean, like, everything's going to heck, like, the sky is falling, literally, so I think I just kind of thought of it oh, that yeah. way, rather than, like, it's not the right time of day. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, is like, the apocalypse is nigh, even the sky isn't cooperating right now. Yeah, I mean, if there's, like, earthquakes worldwide and shit, like, it's not that big of a leap to think that the sky looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so for our, um, our research for this week, it's on the Stoll Cemetery, you know, because as we do. And we've got a couple of different sites, so we're going to do a little extra reading today. And they're not, neither of them are super long, but they got some different informations in them slightly, so have fun. Oh, okay. The first one is from thelineup.com, and then the second one is from dreadcentral.com. Okay. So the first one, it says, Still Cemetery, a Hellmouth in the heart of Kansas. It says, A Satan's Staircase located in a quiet small town Kansas cemetery. <laughs> it says, Pretty much anyone who grew up in Kansas or watches the, so the show Supernatural knows about Still Cemetery, even if they've never seen it. Um, according to legend, the cemetery contains a stairway not to heaven, but straight to hell. It is one of seven reputed places on earth where living people can descend to the realm of the damned. Um, the staircase is said to appear only once a year. Uh, suddenly, a hidden staircase is revealed, descending into a grave, then into the underworld. Um, most versions of the story say it happens on the stroke of midnight at Halloween. Um, others say the stairway to hell opens on the spring equinox. Um, so if you've did you ever... Say, did you say the spring equinox? Spring equinox, yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it says, so if you ever find these stairs, you must never go down them because you'll never come back. Um, from there, the tales vary with accounts claiming that Satan himself comes forth on Halloween night to hold court in the cursed cemetery. Um, in some versions, Satan comes to visit the grave of his infant son, while others maintain that it is the grave of a witch that the Prince of Darkness visits, um, who is the mother of his son, who also appears on the scene as a werewolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Satan banged a werewolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're Satan, you might as well. I mean, whatever. There's nothing scarier than you, right? So, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it says many of the legends surrounding the Still Cemetery center on an old stone church that stood there from 1867 until 2002. Uh, the, it, <laughs> the Evangelical Emanuel Church was built by the town's original Pennsylvania Dutch settlers um, who held their services in German until 1908. Then the church sat empty for much of the 20th century, its roof falling in, its walls beginning to crumble, even as strange stories clustered tight around it. Um, it says, the church is said to have been used by Satanists, which is, coven which is covens and cults for their rituals. Um, though it had no roof by the time these groups supposedly convened there, it was said that rain would never fall within its walls. Um, <laughs> it's got an umbrella. <laughs> Under my umbrella. Ella, Ella. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it says other accounts claimed that it was impossible to break a glass bottle inside the church which that's kind of strange to me that is weird like huh. why wouldn't you be able to break a glass bottle like can you break other types of glass just not the bottle shapes like what is it about glass i don't know yeah weird um it says next to the church there was a tall pine tree which grew up and up through and split a headstone. Um, according to stories, the tree was used to hang witches before the land was consecrated as a churchyard. Um, the church and the tree were often held to be signposts, uh, helping to point the way to the gate of hell. In 1998, on the day before Halloween, the tree was cut down in order to dissuade thrill seekers. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That doesn't surprise me. That's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the second page here... Um, it says still cemetery is loaded in a, is loaded. <laughs> huh. I mean, whatever. Still cemetery. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Let me try again. Still cemetery is located in the small town of Stoll, Kansas on Emanuel Hill. God, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is seen as much more than just a haunted house and is believed by many to be the gateway to hell, including many of the elders of the small town. Um, it says there are many strange things about the town and cemetery. Um, it is located in a part of Kansas where the first three numbers of the zip code begin with 666. Ooh. And the road leading to the cemetery was called Devil's Lane until it was changed in 1905. Wow. Um, an article in the Kansas City Times in 1980 about the church and cemetery added to the mystique of this tiny town and the stories that have circulated. Um, it, it said that the devil appears each Halloween in two spots. One is Stoll, Kansas, and the other is in Indiana, or India, not Indiana, in India. <laughs> okay. Um, the cemetery includes an abandoned church that was destroyed by a fire. It is basically just a shell without a roof, but the locals say when it rains, it does not fall inside the church. Uh, the stories of ghosts, witchcraft, and odd happenings at Stull Cemetery have been circulating for years. Uh, many people believe there are too many things happening for them to be a coincidence. Uh, one calm night, as two men were visiting the cemetery, a strong wind blew up and frightened them, so they decided to leave. When they got to the spot where they had parked their car, it wasn't there. It was on the other side of the road and facing the opposite direction. <laughs> Ooh, that's the creepiest thing ever. I wouldn't want to get in that car, but how Ooh. else do you leave? You know? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like, that gave me chills. That's super creepy. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Um, it says, among many of the stories being told about the cemetery, there is one that says Satan's son is buried there. Um, it also says he visits his tomb on the stroke of midnight on Halloween and on the first day of spring. 
Um, it says with all the strange stories that have circulated about the cemetery and the church since the 1850s, it is natural that people are curious. A tree in the cemetery, which has been cut down the last few years, was supposedly used to hang those who were believed to be witches. Um, some graves in the cemetery have the name Wittich, um, and one is said to be occupied by a child of Satan, born of a witch and the devil. Um, so not a werewolf like the other one says, but I mean, still, goofy things breeding should not, <laughs> should, <laughs> should have happened. <laughs> um, it says the child was said to have been severely deformed and lived only a short time. Oh. Um, whether still cemetery is one of the gateways to hell or not, it is strange that the property or owners um, did not want to tear the church down, although it was in ruin. Um, visiting the cemetery is discouraged because property owners say the stories attract vandals. Uh, the property owners are reluctant to talk about the legends, and when, uh, and when the newspaper and television reporters visited the cemetery um, on Halloween 1999, they were asked to leave at exactly 1130. Oh. Um, in March 2002, the mystery deepened as the church was torn down. Um, however, the owners of the property say they did not authorize anyone to do this. Um, even residents who live near the cemetery did not hear anything when the church was demolished. Ooh. So that's fun. The church just, just kind of disappeared. That is super creepy. I hate wow. all of it. <laughs> I love it. I want to go visit. I mean, you can by all means do that, but I will probably not be going with you. <laughs> oh my God. Like, uh, no. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, for like you know the scary stories here and there or whatever but i am not gonna go and visit any of those places because like okay um <laughs> what if it's true <laughs> yeah i like it i did a lot of ghost hunting in cemeteries in my ghost hunting days i love it yeah i would i wouldn't i i'm <laughs> as misha says i am i am uh, in agreement with Misha on this. Um, I have a weak constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd just get freaked out and I'd have to run to the bathroom every five minutes and it just wouldn't be worth the trip. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't work out for anybody involved. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I get it. Um, so what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay, so I um, quit my job a little while ago, um, back when the the phase of my county kind of opened up a little bit. Um, my store opened, and they were like, you want to come back to work? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I'm, I'm yeah. still not, like, not comfortable being out there. You know, I'm still wanting to be quarantined and stuff. So, yeah. So I quit my job and um, there's this app that we used called Dayforce. I know a lot of different companies use Dayforce for their scheduling mm -hmm. and it just like tells you your schedule. You can, you can request time off and blah, 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 blah on this app. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, you know, this app stopped working for me maybe a couple days after I quit, which was a couple, like a month or two ago. And, um, I get a notification. I still have the app on my phone. And yesterday I get a notification that Dayforce has a message for me from my, from my work. Of course. So I'm like, Oh, okay. That's weird. So mm -hmm. I try to log in and it's like, Hey, you don't have access to this. Mm -hmm. Like you can't log in. So I don't well, know what they I'm take you off of it. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they do. So I don't know like what I'm supposed to do about it. Like what kind of message would they be sending me? Also. So I texted my old boss 
And I was like, I like explained the situation like, hey, I got a notification that I have a message and Mm -hmm. do you know what this is about? Like, did everyone get a message and you can just tell me what the message is or, you know, is this something I can just ignore? Mm-hmm. And she totally never got back to me. And it's not like we're still in contact. So who even knows if she still works for the company? Like, I don't know. She might not. There's like a high turnover at that at that company. Yeah. You know, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel weird about it. Like, what could the message possibly be? I would assume that it's probably like one of those, um, like, they'll do like a store-wide email or something like that saying like, Hey, here's our new policies or Hey, here's what, you know, something like that, you know? Yeah. It's probably not for you specifically. It's just one of those, they like, hit send all, you know? And then, yeah. And I just, there's some weird thing that still has me in there. Yeah. Okay. That's well, what I would assume. I yeah. wouldn't assume it's anything important, but honestly it doesn't matter even if it is because you don't work there anymore. So <laughs> I know it was just totally weird. It just, it just really threw me. And I, and my like boss not getting back to me it was sort of just like oh because I really like her yeah <laughs> so that kind of bummed me out so but that's happened with her before though where you text her and she never got back and then you had to text yeah. her again and be like I had to be and like, she was like oh my gosh I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah that did happen once before so I don't know I'm just gonna leave it alone I'm just gonna ignore it I mean here's the thing doesn't really matter so <laughs> yeah don't work there anymore yeah it's it's not gonna impact you in any way so okay for some reason, I just feel like I'm getting in trouble by ignoring it. Well, you know what? What are they going to do? Fire you? <laughs> I guess you're right. You already quit, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, what else can they do? Yeah. You know? There, there's nothing. So. Yeah. I think I'm going to, like, go into the store under the pretense of, like, shopping. Mm-hmm. And see if my boss is there and just be like, oh, hey, like, this thing happened. It was weird. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Before you take the trip... I would send another text message, <laughs> be like, hey, don't know if you got my last message, because then it's like, hey, I'm looking for an answer here, not like, yeah. Just be like, also, hey, don't know if you got my last message, just like checking in on the weird, you know, app situation or whatever. Yeah. Know? Okay. I'll do that. But I also kind of want to go shopping, so. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go into the store ever again, but I wouldn't make yeah. a trip just to do that. I would just send a text message. It's faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, that was my moment. What was your rigid or aspect moment? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> you know how those little like halo orange mandarin things are like supposed to be easy to peel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, turns out, screw them, (laughs) because I was trying to peel them, and they were, like, really difficult to peel, right? And I have no fingernails, because, like, okay, massage therapist over here, like, I can't have fingernails because I'll scratch people. So, I clip them pretty short and file them, so then that way they're not, like, rough or anything. Yeah. And... (laughs) I was trying to peel this orange, but because I had no fingernail, like the orange decided to create a fingernail for me and it was so like the peel was so stiff that it like pushed up my fingernail and like was like a you know like sticking you know when it's like bamboo torture you know where they like stick things underneath your fingernails to like yeah nails up like that's totally what happened with the orange and then okay so that was on the first one but I still wanted the other one so I tried to (laughs) I tried to do it again and then I was like trying it, it was it was impossible but needless to say um and 
uh, nail lifting up and then inserting um, citrus into it is not the best feeling in the world. No, I've done that. I've totally done that exact same thing. Ugh. Okay, but like I've never had that happen with a halo before. Like the whole thing, their whole shtick is like it's supposed to be easy enough to peel that like a kid can peel it. Right, right, right. And like I went through two of them that were not in fact easy to peel. (laughs) And I almost like I I almost got my thumbnail taken off. (laughs) I know. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. And then the citrus gets in and it's just the worst burning thing ever. And then you like push on your nail or on like the the like your the tip of your finger and it's just like the worst pain ever for a week. Well, okay. And then I had to go and do two more massages with that. Oh, no. Hello. Steve's telling you his story of the week. <laughs> He's so long-winded. Look at him. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I heard a crash out there and then he came running in. I didn't do it! <laughs> He's at <Aww>. hi. <laughs> hi, but, Steve. Anyways, so yeah, like, that that was my story. The, the halos were, were little ass butts and decided to try and rip my thumbnail off at, right before I had to do two more massages. It's like so in the sorry. middle of the day. So I was like putting liquid band-aid all over the place like trying to hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have had super glue, but I didn't. But liquid anyways. band-aid does the same thing pretty much. Yeah, it doesn't hold it quite as well as super glue though, but it's less scratchy. Yeah. So like as I'm massaging people, it doesn't like rub their skin quite as much. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassbetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspets podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.